0: Welcome to Impact Marketer from Cloud Consulting. My name is Steven Laddick, and I'm the Director of Growth at Cloud. Today's episode focuses on a company called Artizara. Artizara is a pioneer in the online modest fashion space. They've been around since 2002, and they've been a client at Cloud for more than a year. I'm joined on this episode by Ronnie Hay, who's the CEO and founder of Cloud and Kevin Pham, who's our COO. In this episode, we discuss how we've been able to drive continued success and scale for Artizara with our signature Ultimate Paid Ads Advantage program. I invite you to join us for the next 20 minutes or so as we dive into the details of things like the status of Artizara when they came on board with us as an almost decade-old brand that was doing well, but not growing rapidly and acquiring new clients. Uh, We talk about how the previous marketing agency Artizar worked with wasn't able to find new customers to continue to scale the company and how their data was finessed to look good rather than actually delivering on performance. We also talk about the key metrics we use to immediately create a difference in performance during the onboarding process and why an organized, structured, and uniform campaign in Facebook is absolutely essential for being able to scale success. We also talk about the fundamental mistake in Artizara's ad sets that were limiting their growth that we fixed. And finally, we wrap up with what questions businesses owners should ask an agency like Clout before working with them and the lessons that we learned from the Artizara experience to continue to refine and improve our service. But before we dive in, a quick word from our sponsor.
1: Cloud Consulting is the gold standard for e-commerce paid advertising. We help our clients scale and generate massive return through paid advertising platforms like Facebook and Instagram. For more information, visit cloudconsulting.com.
0: Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: Doing amazing.
0: Uh, you know, Ronnie, where do we find you sitting today? You've been, uh, you know, Tra- traversing the world, living the life of the digital nomad. where are you?
1: I'm currently in Dallas, Texas. <laughs>
0: cool. And Kevin, you are sitting in a library somewhere in, I don't know where, no, where are you sitting today? I am currently in Boston, Mass right now at my parents' house. Fantastic. <laughs> nice, well, I thought it was
1: a walk-in closet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am actually in a walk-in closet in Mexico City. So, I mean, there you go. There's the virtual reality, right? Nice. We're here to talk about a client called Artizar that we've been working with for a while. Um, Ronnie, I'm going to pass it over to you. Why don't you introduce uh, Sarah, her company, you know, kind of what she does and, you know, how long she's been in business, those kinds of things.
1: Sure. So uh, Sarah owns a company called Artizar. They are a niche, modest, uh, Muslim fashion brand or lifestyle. That's what they would like to call it. Um, uh, selling anything from apparel, jewelry, art uh, to laptop covers. Uh, of course, I would say Uh, The bulk of their business is in the apparel industry. And I believe they've been in in business for over 10 years now. We're coming up on 10 years. Uh, We had recently met and onboarded them this year. And uh, that's kind of the context of of who they are.
0: Super cool. Um, Kevin, you want to take this or whatever or whoever. um, What was the state of the business of Artizar when when we came in contact with them? I mean, if it's been around for 10 years, obviously, is this an established business? Um, she was having success, but you know, why would she be looking at, you know, looking for us? Like what's sure what's the business?
1: So yeah, she was an established business, uh, growing organically, uh, albeit slow, you know, hence why she came out to us. But, um, you know, they hit on something, they hit on a really good market, um, and had awesome growth and consistent growth and they built a community around their brand. Um, the, and while that was a good thing, right. Cause when you, when you build a community, that uh, through word of mouth, you know, you have a good product or offer. So that was amazing. But they couldn't figure out how to acquire new customers. They saw their uh, returning customer rate being extremely high. And no matter what they tried to do on the ad side, um, they still saw the uh, number of new customers kind of uh, become stagnant.
0: Mm. Okay. Can you give us a sense? Do you remember, uh, you know, what kind of turnover they were doing? What kind of monthly return they were doing when, when we met them?
2: Yeah. Um, so, they, so if you were look if you were to look at how they were doing in the face binging, I but I would say they were doing okay, right? Um, they they were above two x, which is okay in my books, but there there
0: was much room for improvement. Um, but for everybody if, who's listening as well, it's a two x on return on ad spend, right? ROAS. Okay. <laughs>
2: okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But if you were to look at how they did lifetime, um, they, they spent around $80,000 and only made about 1.54 in return ad spend. So, so so not that good.
0: Yeah. So Um, in the the retail world, like give us a sense, Kevin, like what, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. You said, okay, 1.54 on $80,000 spend. Isn't that good? What are you normally looking for in this kind of business?
2: Um so so in this niche, um so her so her niche is is so um just competitive um because there's top brands, right? But I but I know these top brands, um their row as is at least a minimum of 3x all the way into 6x. So it's it's so so compared to her competitors, she 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 was above um, no, she she was below average.
0: Okay, excellent. And if I remember correctly, you know, uh, her ad been uh, that we were looking at when, when we first met with her, she was, you know, a little less than 20K a month. Did I have that right? Not on, sorry, not on her spend, but her top line revenue, right? Yep, exactly. Okay. So when she, when she showed up, uh, you know, I know that, that, you know, as you said, she, her, her ads weren't performing well. She wasn't getting a great return. She wanted to get more clients. Is that when she came? She said, "Look, this is the big problem I want to solve. I want to scale quickly." Or was there another set of problems that we 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 tried to solve?
2: Yeah. Um, So her biggest problem that she had with other marketing the the agency was that they couldn't bring her new customers. Um, Her but her main goal was to really drive new customer acquisition, and and how the, but how past uh, marketing a, a the agency did for her was 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 they were able to bring her um, just just uh, revenue with her current customers but not new customer acquisition on top of that that current customer base so and so i just want to add to customer.
1: that really quickly mm-hmm. um this is kind of the issue with uh marketing is that uh, it's kind of like financial statements They you can kind of be I guess tinkered to look good in a certain way and so you know the previous agency i don't know what their incentive was um or they're only looking at roas but if you look at the ad account they're performing great uh but a lot of that was remarketing mm. um and not driving new new customer acquisition you know maybe through or the lack of excluding previous uh purchase data from their prospecting campaigns
0: okay excellent That's, you, you kind of took me right into where you know i wanted to go next with it so what was our approach, you know, sort of take me through the process of onboarding Artizara, looking at, like you said, that past performance, and then what were the key, you know, the key metrics or the key pieces that we looked at? Was it a full rebuild of her campaigns? Was it creating efficiencies in the campaigns that she did, you know, she already had? Um, you know, kind of walk me through that process.
2: Yeah. Um, so when we take on a bit the account, we, we always look at uh, one, how, but how they did in 30 days, two months, and just a whole lifetime span and 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 basically we don't look for any sort of trend right um but, but on but on the prospecting side um but if but if um, she's not doing well there we we look at why um is is there a proper set set up with the prospecting campaigns will look like an interest as well um but what we find actually why, why finding all of the accounts that come to us is there's no proper structure mm. and, and if there's no proper structure, um, so so think of it as as a house, right? If you don't have the proper foundation, then why would you want to have a roof on top? Because it's just gonna collapse.
0: Okay, all right. And and, and, well, th- and now you're we, talking specifically about the Facebook ecosystem right now. So, is this a recommended structure that is you know comes from Facebook, or is this a structure that you've developed or we've developed over time? Um, or you know how does that work?
2: Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I would say it's a blend of of what Facebook recommends, but also of time and experience that I have in, in the accounts that I manage and I see which performs best at, at a certain time and, and and what proper campaigns
0: you need to start. All right, so take me take me there. So when you looked at her campaigns, again, you know, was it hey, we need to kind of throw this out and just sort of rebuild from the from the ground up? Was there enough? Uh, you know enough good stuff there that you were kind of you know remodeling, so to speak, or you know, what's what's the normal process there?
2: Yeah. Um, so so how I looked at her account was that she she actually had some some well performing prospecting campaigns, well performing remarketing campaigns, but the thing is that there was no structure. Um, none of the campaigns were were uniform across the board. And when I talk about uniform across the board, like I mean maybe a, a certain setting, right? Um, like your attribution window, or our, our conversion window should always be seven day click plus one day view or, or seven day click. But if you were to look in internally, everything was mixed up together and nothing was uniform. So so how we take on any account, we, we look at past performance history, then we make our brand own new campaigns, then we launch with those revised settings.
0: Ronnie, how do you explain this to somebody like Sarah? Um, you know, I'm assuming sure. she's been around for 10 years. Uh, she's a business owner. She wants, she cares about the products. She cares about customer service. I, I'm, I'm assuming she's not interested in diving into the details. Like what do you put on her table to say, this is what we're changing and this is how we're going to create efficiency.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's always going to depend per client, uh, but actually Sarah loves the details. Um, she, like most, most of the founders we talked to, they, they know their product and they know their customers extremely well. Uh, Sarah was also uh, a notch above where she understood ads and analytics very, very well from Google analytics, Facebook analytics um, to the ads. Yeah, so she knew all the numbers very well. And I think when it came, when it came to the nuance uh, nuances of, of you know campaign structure, Uh, with Sarah it was as simple as explaining like hey this is the best practice that we've seen um and this is why we think you should change it um and and that's kind of it like she understands what the conversion windows are so in that situation that Kevin is talking about all we said is hey like right now you're telling Facebook um based on the definition of 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 their setting is that you can you're optimizing for two different conversion windows in um, two different campaigns. We want the entire account to be working together. Uh, so we should have all our campaigns with the same settings. Um, and that's our recommendation. So that's kind of how we bring it up to them.
0: Okay. Do you find that you get a lot of pushback from other clients that aren't, aren't like Sarah? Or is there just sort of a, a general like, you know, uh, you know, I don't understand what's going on. Just kind of make it so. And, you know, you I would say metrics or are, are you finding that most founders are re- they want to get into those details and they want to know?
1: I would say 80% of them. There's, there's no pushback at all. Um, they're usually coming to us when things are broken, uh, and they want help. And so they, they'll gladly accept the recommendations. Uh, there's 10 to 20% of them that do push back or, um, just question deeper, I guess, like, oh, like, you know, is, and we, they, they question deeper because nothing is really set in stone or written out in, in one place and everyone has a different opinion. And, you know, it's true, marketing is like science and art. Um, And this is kind of our flavor, Kevin's flavor of running ads. So it's somewhere in between, I would say.
0: Okay, excellent. Kevin, take me through. So if you're, you know, she came with the goal of, you know, I've got this great community and they're buying from me, but I want to continue to scale. I want to continue to grow. What was her fundamental mistake in the ad sets that you were looking at when, you know, she first showed up and how did we, you know, modify that to create success?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so her fundamental problem uh, with prospecting campaigns was that she was targeting way too narrow, right? Um, I I remember one campaign that she was targeting. It 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 was actually it looked like one percent, and and the potential reach was about one hundred thirty thousand people, right? So if you so if you think of one hundred thirty thousand people, that's quite a lot of people. But to Facebook,
0: that's nothing.
2: Um, right. The I mean, they have to, what,
0: three or four billion now, right? So it's like exactly,
2: yeah. So so when the recommended size is is at least one million, but uh, but most importantly, two million, and that's where we needed to to open up the hood, uh, take take just take a look at why her niche was so narrow, then then expand it just a little bit more.
0: So it almost sounds like you know if anybody who's out there who's been you know, entrepreneurial in the digital universe right now. The push is always niche, 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 right? It's like find out, you know, where's your passion at, and then you know, you know, narrow that down even more. But what you're saying is, you need to take that, but then don't limit yourself to fifty, you know, fifty people when you're trying to target ads. It really needs to be a much broader set.
2: Right, right, but yeah, that's that's a perfect example. Um, What? What most clients don't understand but, and what most marketers don't understand is how the Facebook algorithm works. And and basically, um, how, how the algorithm works is that you have to feed it with a whole bunch of um, with with a lot of targeting with a lot of targeting and audience size to make it perform more efficiently once you give it a proper uh, audience size then it can um, optimize more efficiently but if you could give it like a way too small number size
0: then there's no optimization to be done hmm. so when we when we took over the account you know One of the dangers here for some is that, uh, you know, this is a complete reset for for the Facebook account. And so Facebook is going to have to relearn and, you know, go through that algorithm process again. Is that a day process? Is that weeks? Is that months? Like what kind of turnaround could someone like Sarah expect when we take over their account and, you know, rethink the structure? (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, yeah, so it's funny because because every client that comes to us asks the same question and, 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 and we can't promise them a, a certain time point, but with Sarah and most of our clients,
0: she, she saw results in a matter of less than one week. That's great. That's fantastic. Yes. Would you, would, I mean, is that just sort of the magic of the sauce or did you attribute that to her product line, her customer base, her, her time on Facebook or... Um,
2: so her brand and, and her products are top notch, right? Um, so, 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 so she did have to work already or, or most of the work, all, all I did was really tweak it a little bit, change, change up the settings.
0: Then, then that's where it really took off. Awesome. If I'm an entrepreneur looking to like, what questions could I ask an agency like cloud to sort of suss out whether or not they know or they're savvy about campaign structure niche targeting these kinds of things like are are there critical questions i should be asking as an entrepreneur
1: yeah you can ask what's their process to ads and also ask about um their failures
0: okay you want do you want a lot of failures Uh, i mean like or or do you You don't want a
1: lot of failures but you want to understand their thought process and how they manage failures because every agency is going to nitpick the wins that they've had
0: okay excellent (laughs) <laughs> what kind of, what were any lessons that Clout learned with this client? Um, you know, was it uh, you know working with Sarah as a, as an entrepreneur who gets into the details, or gets into the analytics? Was it uh, surprise in the turnaround time of the you know reconfiguring her accounts? Um, what you know what what did we learn?
1: Kevin, you can start. I'm sure we'll share like uh, two different opinions.
2: Yeah. Um, so I so I have two things. Um, one is to know your audience, right? Um, and and the audience being Sarah as a client. Um, so so Sarah is super smart. <laughs> so 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 she knows the ins and outs of, of marketing. Um, but what we had to do was was really present are playing in being, being a way for her to see the the, the long-term plan of things and and to tell her why her recurring setup isn't working right so that's one um two uh what i learned from sarah is that 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 care and yeah just caring um for for her account um being, being, being in general is is what she cares about if you know her but her brand, her niche, her her audience size um then then that's where she actually warmed up to us and and allowed us to to actually make more changes to the account. Uh, we we gave her more recommendations and and that's when she finally uh, she just accepted um cloud as as a
0: whole. Mm. Let me follow up with that before you jump in there, Ronnie, is it? Again, looking from, you know, the business owner perspective inwards, when I'm uh, approaching an agency or I'm approaching, you know, a process like this, should I demand that? Like, I, you know, or, you know, should I demand, say, hey, look, I should have a personal connection or is that something that I can demand, you know, from the outset or are there just so many different processes out there?
1: Ronnie. Right. He's asking you. Sorry, I was asking you. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry.
2: Um, yeah, um, but it's but it's recommended to have that that personal touch. Uh, that that personal touch will will make um, the the, the client stay or leave really, because um, you can have their numbers at, at the end of the day. Um, you you can have all their goals uh, accomplished, but if if you don't have that personal touch then they have no reason to stay with you, mm. right? Um, so okay. for me, for example, um, Sarah really liked that I installed Shopify on my phone. So every new or- order she got on my phone, it popped up. Mm. And, and I would always tell her, hey, we have just got this new order from from like maybe um, from, from from Singapore, right? And, and, and she really liked that because I was really in tune and in touch with her whole entire business as a whole.
0: Fantastic. That's great. Ronnie. what what kind of lessons did you learn or or kind of takeaways have you had so far from this client?
1: Sure. Um, One of them was that we have to instill confidence um, in the long-term vision when working with clients. You know, we had an amazing first month with Sarah uh, and then our second month was really rocky. Um, And then the third month we crushed it. And if she didn't feel reassured that we had some hope of fixing it, that second month, she easily could have let us go. Um, You know, but since then uh, it's been an amazing uh, engagement. You know, so I I think, and this is gonna be the issue, I guess, with any marketing service, Um, you know, you're gonna have ebbs and flows of of the business and uh, seasonality and and whatnot. So I think being able to reassure and normalize the challenges up ahead, for our clients is going to be super helpful for them moving forward.
0: Okay, you see, great. That's what you kind of took me to my last question for our talk today is, what can I expect as a business owner when I'm working for an agency about, you know, not in a predicting the future but looking at the future. Um, are there a couple of things that you've um, expected to put out for, for clients at, at Cloud about? Here's what we look at three months or six months from now, or is it really a month to month? Let's let's uh, you know let the client uh, do the leading.
1: So it's a little bit of both Um, you know we are essentially a consultancy that's very niche down to to paid ads and so we kind of start with what they're trying to do um, and align hopefully our efforts with their goals but of course while also giving our experience um, and recommendation if that's reasonable or not you know so we've had clients that want to optimize for you know cost per acquisition on on an individual sale basis um, or overall growth, or, you know, in Sarah's case, um, number of returning customers. Um, so it really depends on their goals. And then we can kind of come up with a game plan to hit that, but it, usually it's it's revenue growth. Um, you know, we're, we're in the business of making you business.
0: Fantastic. Kevin, any closing thoughts on Artie Zara? Um, I know that we're still working with her and, you know, business is good, but um, anything that you're looking forward to in the future?
2: Yeah, uh, next year actually. Um, so, so, on, so unlike, um, but other brands and and other like biz biz businesses, um, Q four isn't really that important to her, right? Uh, her, hmm. her 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 Q four started maybe in May through July, cause cause that's when the major holidays are for for Ramadan, right? Ah, sure, 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 of course. Yeah, and. And with that, uh, once you build that rapport, um, and 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 you build up her email base, you build up her existing c- customer base with all the conversions we bring in, then it's just going to propel you for for the next holiday, right? So so in next May through July, that's going to be a killer month for
0: us for our, for our desires, since we already have had that rapport. Fantastic, gentlemen. As with everything, you know, we've come to the, come to the end of our uh, our talk now today because we're super busy. So uh, I wish you all the best and we'll see you next time on Impact Marketer. Hey there. If you like what you heard in this episode, please do me the favor of giving us a like because it really does help. And of course, you can always subscribe to Impact Marketer so you never miss an episode. And finally, more importantly, if you'd like to get the type of results that we talk about on this show, drop us a line at cloudconsulting.com and we'd love to help you. Thanks.